we are talking about aftercare and care and I was gonna share a little bit of kind of where we're at in the world right now like just thought it would be like especially having missed an episode and the site's gotten really quiet kind of talk a little about that sometimes life gets crazy and work gets crazy and sometimes that's the thing that you need so that you don't get your power shut off and starve to death but also sometimes it means things are less kinky and fun. Mm -hmm. This is Kink Quest, leveling up our kink achievements one dungeon at a time. We are your adventuring companions through the world of kink, Anna and Soren Sterling. Discussion on this show may not be appropriate for younger listeners. If you're a young person looking for more information about kink or sexual health, please visit Scarletine at www.scarletine.com. This is episode six, Aftercare and Care. We are. And... Uh, we're talking a little bit about where we've been, so we missed an episode. We didn't post one last week. We were supposed to do Spark Rift mm -hmm. last week, mm -hmm. and it's been very quiet over at kingquest.org. We've been not super present as, uh, what What are we? Are we the monarchs over there? Something. <laughs> Whatever we are, we haven't been. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it, it's important to... Uh, acknowledge that life does happen and uh, sometimes when you have to go pay the bills for a while it's important to do that but it's important to to get back to the thing that you're excited about so one of the early members of King Quest as we were standing up the site had asked about uh, an aftercare city whether or not it would make sense to add a city specifically dedicated to aftercare and while you could uh, include specific quests or, or adventures inside of different cities for aftercare, it probably does make sense, we thought, to, to build out a whole city that's just hyper-dedicated, hyper-focused on aftercare, because it really is its own thing that applies to many different areas. Well, and I think it really reflected so much of what we were trying to build when we built this, because mm -hmm. we kind of took our first pass at all of the different kink things that someone might want to do, and said, well, I'm sure we're missing things, but hopefully someone will let us know. And part of the, the process is that, part of the thought process is that there is plenty of space in the world map to be able to grow and develop and add a bunch of nuances. And there are areas of the map that haven't been populated at all. And the thought is that there are different uh, realms that we can kind of populate and develop as we explore our own kink. So adding Healing Springs was a lot of fun. It was something I was really happy to do because obviously aftercare is really near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but then the next question was, well, what kind of quests? Because one of the ways that we approached all of the other cities is we said, well, let's kind of write a series of quests that takes you from putting your toe in the water to really doing the thing and kind of everything in between. For example, in Ball Gag Bay, it starts out with just using like a scarf or a handkerchief as a gag and see what you think of that. Or cake settling starts with just sitting on a cupcake. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you kind of progress through to doing more of it after you find out whether you even like it or not. With Healing Springs, that didn't really feel like the appropriate, like aftercare is not really something that you want to do just a little tiny bit of and then decide if you like it or not. Right. Well, and I think it, it represents kind of a different 
way of thinking a little bit. Because, it's a different aspect of kink. And it's, it's something that's important that you think about the whole way through as opposed to just kind of dabbling in it. One of the things, and I, I still have to finish the worksheets, but I had built, I, when I built out the quests, then I built this kind of idea of this conversation that you would work through on your own. The idea that you could do some journaling, but I think it's really important to think about what we know about ourselves, what we know about what we need. Because I think, again, I've heard people who say, I need to not talk about it that night. I need to, you know, when my partner wants to talk to me, that's just, it's too much interaction yep. and I need to just go to sleep. Too I much to demand. Just, yeah, I need yep. to just process and talk about it the next day. But other people, so for me, I often need to process right away. I can't settle down until I get a chance to kind of process what what I'm thinking. And sometimes what I have to say the night of is different than what I have to say the next day. Mm-hmm. But I need I need all of that. I need to constantly talk and process. Soren knows that. <laughs> really? Do you? I didn't know that about you, Anna. So I think it's important. And I think for you... You likely, you don't really need to talk about anything or process. Mm-hmm. And I think if left to your own devices, you would generally rather just go to sleep. But I also feel like usually, depending on what we do, especially if it's not anything too super intense, you don't necessarily need that quiet space. Mm-hmm. It's okay if I talk to you as long as I don't really need anything back from you mm-hmm. night of. And then if I need something back from you, I really need to let you know what I need from you and give you like 12 to 24 hours to process and then come and talk to you again. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely important for me to know what it is that, that the expectation is before we get there mm-hmm. so that I can set my, my own expectation and I can prepare so that I know what, what that's going to look like. So if I need to save energy or reserve something, then I have that set aside. Mm-hmm. So I think having these conversations of thinking about what do I look like when I'm upset? What do I look like when I'm stressed? What do I look like when I'm fine? Because, you know, a lot of times I can cry after sex and it doesn't mean I'm in a bad place. It's just this emotional kind of release button that happens. And it's funny because for a long time I would have that happen where I would cry and both of us would kind of react like something was wrong because it felt kind of like there was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then at some point we both just learned how to take that in stride and say, that's just, this is just something that happens. Yeah. And when you have that response where it's sort of uh, unintentional or, or mandatory crying, your mandatory crying right you you can your brain will try to fill it in with something mm-hmm. whether you're you're looking at someone crying or whether you're the one crying your your brain can kind of try to fill that in for you even if there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. uh, but it can be really overwhelming and overpowering because you feel like something is wrong all of the signs are pointing in that direction but it's not necessarily the case sometimes your brain is just playing tricks on you i find that happens to me most of all if i really needed the release if i had pressure just building and building for a really long time and then it's like we release some of that pressure through sex and then there's like remaining pressure Mm -hmm. and i can't close the valve again Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh i'm i'm planning to get 
some some worksheets up, some kind of prompts that you could use to kind of journal through that and then share it with each other mm-hmm. and, and talk about at least what you know about yourself. Because we can't know how we're going to react to a certain thing or a certain scene. Uh, we we often have unexpected responses, and that's a lot of what makes kink kind of keep you on your toes. Mm-hmm. It's always uh, something interesting. But I think that that at least kind of thinking through what I do know about myself and being able to share that can be a really good way to keep your partner aware of what's going on. And it can create a catalyst or, or opportunity for discussion where if you didn't put that out there, if you didn't kind of work through the process of, of thinking and talking about it, you may have just passed it over and missed that opportunity to learn. May not have occurred to you to talk mm-hmm. about it. So another thing that kind of does the same thing that, that gives us room to have the conversation and can actually be fun is building an aftercare kit. So building an aftercare kit is like planning for all of the fun things that are going to happen and what you're going to need afterwards. So so while this is super helpful, if you take it with you to go out to an event or, mm-hmm. or out somewhere else, it can be really useful even in your home so that you have it available and it's ready to go. Yep. So one of the things to think about when you're building an aftercare kit is how you're going to play. So do you want to have things like uh, soothing cream for bruises or after ropes or some kind of first aid in case of accidental Mm -hmm. or intentional uh, injuries? What kinds of physical things will you need? Do you want ice? Mm -hmm. What kind of physical things will you need for after you're done? but also there are those comfort items. So, you know, I have a blanket that I drag around with me that's called brown blanket. And that is for me, that's an essential kind of care item. If I'm feeling like I'm not safe, if I'm feeling like I need comfort, then that brown blanket is like the one size fits all solution to that that scenario. So, you know, brown blanket would definitely be in our aftercare kit or brown blanket's brother blue blanket, who I don't love as much. <laughs> but it does in a pinch. You know, that's what I take if we're going somewhere where I'm not sure it's gonna make it home. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so comfort clothing. So footy pajamas or a nightgown or a pair of sweats. You know, I always had this association. Or a our... stuffed bunny. Yeah, well that's that's not clothing though. That's your stuff, no, no. that's different. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. But comfort things. Yes, your comfort things. You know, we used to go to strip clubs and at the end of the night, then you go in and the strippers are all like looking all dressed up and looking their best and then at the end of the night when they leave they're all wearing like sweats and oversized t-shirts well i'm sure a bit of that is like to discourage any trouble that they might run into but i'm sure a bit of it is is kind of aftercare for themselves yeah like you don't want to wear the like pointy bra home Mm -hmm. like it's 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 done now it's a costume yeah it's a costume Mm -hmm. And, and that idea, like, I always had that association. Like, that's the way I feel on the way home from the club is, like, I'm ready for my after stripper clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, treats, things like juice box, favorite candy, mm-hmm. whatever it is that, that you like. Um, all of those things are things to think about. And talk Fruit about. snacks. Fruit snacks, yes. Usually, usually something with a little bit of sugar is good just to uh, to help your blood sugar in the case that you need that sort of thing. Uh, or stuff with a little bit of protein. So mm-hmm. like some peanut butter and crackers or something could be something that you could do really well with mm-hmm. if it gets strenuous. And then also thinking about things for the top. So uh, you want your water bottle, 
to have with you or um, like special gear that you might want, like keeping your safe, keeping another pair of safety scissors in the aftercare kit in Just addition to the ones that stay with the rope. Yeah. So wh- what do you think? Anything else you can think of that you would want? I know you're pretty low maintenance. I, I mean, for me, towels is always big, but I don't oh, know. Yeah. You know, the, the, the ability to clean up because I'm super fastidious mm-hmm. and uh, I many times, you know, if, if we're like out of, of the house, things to brush my teeth with, mm-hmm. uh, anything to, to clean up is, is really important for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, any consideration like that is, is super important so that I can kind of get back to zero because the worst thing in the world is if you, if you end a scene or if you go to sleep and you're just kind of covered in funk. Yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm willing and oh, eager to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I'm willing and <laughs> eager you. to do all of these, these, uh, sexy things, mm-hmm. but it is super important for me that at the end of it, I'm back to zero from a cleanliness standpoint. Yep. Yep. And you do bring sex towels with us, like everywhere, much everywhere. Yeah. I, anytime we go anywhere where anything might happen, it's butters and sex towels. Yeah, always know where your towel is. You probably have butters in your aftercare Absolutely. kit too. Absolutely. Even though, you know, it's for during as much mm-hmm. as it is after, but actually butters is really good for aftercare for in a pinch. If you want to put it on like uh soothe after a spanking or yeah not not a sponsorship but get the butters so is that all you can think of that goes for you I'm, the- I'm pretty bare bones when it comes to aftercare yeah. i feel like uh you know personal touch um things like that mm-hmm. are, are kind of what i would need what about snacks like what about like some like dom like trail mix or something do doms eat trail mix <laughs> sure. sure sure uh why not but i think you know, it's going to be different for every person. I think for me, I'm pretty, pretty to the point stuff that I can clean up with stuff that I can use to brush my teeth with, mm-hmm. uh, and, and get back to zero. That's, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I guess the next part of the conversation is kind of related to aftercare, but kind of different is the concept of a drop. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because I think when you listen to people talk about sub drop and dom drop, it means different things to a lot of different people. So again, I think the most important part of this conversation is talking to your partner, talking to whoever you're going to be playing with and figure out what in their experience thus far, what does drop look like for them? What do they expect? Mm -hmm. So for me, I think one of the, the things I experience the most is if I come a lot of times, then it's almost like I feel like whatever brain chemical is happening explosively while you're coming, I spend all of it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like there's none left for the next 24 hours. I have said before, I come all the light out of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can get, I can just get really kind of weepy or mm-hmm. depressed and everything just seems like a lot. Uh, and I just really need, I, I think more than anything, I just need, I need hugs, I need mm-hmm. cuddles, I need, and it's not even, I don't feel like I need words, reassurance. Words of affirmation. Yeah. yeah, and it's not that, it's not because I suddenly feel like you don't care about me, mm-hmm. but it's like, that's the only thing that will kind of re-spark my brain is is being touched in that way. Yeah, when I think whatever that resource is, when you spend it out, those are those are, are vehicles, those are methods to be able to fill it back up. Mm-hmm. And I think too, for me, anytime that I get 
nice and deep into subspace. There's something so soothing and so comforting about that. And I mean, I think it really does in some ways feel almost like a drug, the way that it affects your brain. Mm -hmm. And then when I have to step back out of that, then there is almost a feeling of like withdrawal. Like I just want to go back and I just want to stay there. And I feel like maybe one day we'll get to go on a long enough vacation away from work and family life that I could stay in subspace until the point where I'm like, there, now I'm ready to come out. <laughs> but that's not what has happened thus far. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I, I get where I want to be and then I have to kind of get yanked out of that space. And it always feels like that's, I think, a different kind of drop mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, well, and I think it's it's challenging when life pulls you out when you're not expecting that, so. Uh, <laughs> so this is like, what was it, last weekend? And uh, it was Saturday morning and no one was around and we were like, well, why don't we, you know, go in the bedroom and just maybe like start the day right. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, I mean, it was all morning. It was dead quiet in the house. Yeah. And then like 45 seconds in and all of a sudden everybody's upstairs. Everyone's in the hallway right outside of our bedroom. Yeah, having a conversation right the out the door. Yeah. That's the way the world works. Mm -hmm. It's like real life just pulls you ah, right out of where ah. you want to be. Right. So what about you, Dom Drop? What is that? What is what causes it? What does it feel like? I don't know don't that know. I experience it. Well, so I think this is you were saying where um, basically we'll kind of hit our stride mm -hmm. and we'll get to the place where I'm kind of being submissive in the way that I want to. Mm -hmm. and you are being the thing that I need you to be. Mm -hmm. And then you'll like hit this point where you just can't maintain it anymore. And you were saying you thought maybe that was like your own version of drop. I feel like I need context. Oh, this was a whole conversation that we had <laughs> that I feel like I assumed you would remember. Mm -hmm. um, so this is basically if you think about like the week that we had the vacation and we were able to kind of disconnect from work and everything which week our staycation week with the hammock and the can okay. and okay um and and working on king quest all week mm -hmm. and we kind of had found our way see it's actually happening right now <laughs> yeah, 4 a.m wake up is happening right now i i know so when i start to kind of spiral down mm -hmm. then it's like you react by spiraling down in your own way mm -hmm. and you said maybe that's like its own version of dom drop well but i feel like i like mean my understanding of of sub drop is is more or less after a scene after some intense play mm -hmm. and then you kind of crumple mm -hmm. after in that situation i don't really but the next day, mm -hmm. so if we have a really intense scene and we yeah. play really intensely, the next day, that is the thing where I tell you that, like, daddy's not in the house. Mm -hmm. He's not in the room. I have my sleepy cat mm -hmm. best friend instead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I don't know if, if dom drop would be the appropriate word for mm -hmm. it, but it's like you're, that part of you is sated mm -hmm. and the, uh, the dominant part of you goes to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I think in general, over time, it's almost, I don't know if it's cyclical or if it's in relation to like life or the world, but there are times when that part of you just checks out mm. and I can't get access to it, not for any amount of trying. And that's, mm. you know, we talked about that a little when I 
when I when I did some of my bratting where I put the toothpaste on the counter and you know I, I do whatever I can to try to get to that part of mm-hmm. you but a lot of times it's like that part of you is just not at the party which I've been feeling that way a little over these last couple of weeks oh yeah uh, no totally totally understand and it's like you just can't access it even mm-hmm. if you want to yeah so I well and I, I just feel like uh, there's there's kind of a muddling there Mm-hmm. between what I would consider to be kind of acute uh, dom drop mm-hmm. and what I would consider to be a fatigue and you know especially the the world and life right now and to do something that let's say a few years ago would have been normal mm-hmm. uh, the amount of effort that it takes to carry out simple tasks mm-hmm. these days it feels like you're moving underwater so mm-hmm. uh, it feels even more difficult to to maintain dominance when mm-hmm. uh, the world is so heavy. That makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what about this? So I talked a little about subspace mm-hmm. and what subspace is like for me. Um, so do you feel like so the the counterpart of that mm-hmm. would be like dom space, or they also call it flow state, mm-hmm. and it's like when you're you're flogging or mm-hmm. you're doing something and uh, you kind of feel like you can see every angle you mm-hmm. know exactly where it's going to land like you feel like you're just in control of everything like that kind of flow state so do you feel like that's something you experience uh yeah and and i feel like it's almost like a hyper focused state sure and i i think that that can even be extended so i know anytime that that you have wearables on for extended periods of time and you're actually engaged and and uh, and interested, mm-hmm. then that can go on for for tens of hours. So you it feel like go. you're in flow state when when I'm wearing like a plug or a vibrator well, to work absol- or something. Absolutely, if if that's something that that you're actually into. That's there's my example of mm-hmm. of what we talked about, and you said you thought it was dom drop. Okay. Was when you had me bring the toy to mm-hmm. the office mm-hmm. and it was just us and it was like in the dead quiet of yeah. covid when we were like the only ones There's in the no office building yeah and you brought it a sex towel it's uh-huh. all <laughs> coming full circle there we go it's all coming and back you set to that you. out on the chair and yeah. it was actually the ruby glow which is mm-hmm. kind of a neat toy mm-hmm. um, appropriate for mm-hmm. for work setting well and yeah it was built i believe it was built for erotica writers mm-hmm. so that you could sit up and sit on it and so I had that, and you had me wearing my plug, which mm-hmm. was actually the whole thing that ended up causing the problem mm-hmm. because I ended up feeling like it was kind of just too much mm-hmm. to try to work and sit on the ruby glow and wear the, the pure plug. And I was doing all that, and I was doing fine, and I was doing fine, and I was like having fun. And then at some point it started to be less fun, and mm-hmm. I didn't tell you it was less fun because I wanted to, I know how much you love it when I wear that stuff, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make you happy. And so then I stopped being able to really write or work, and then I like got Come to crashing the point down. where I was really crashing, and yeah. I was like feeling like crying, and I was a mess by the time I really told you that I was like ready to stop. Uh, and then that was exactly what you said. And, oh, and then we had a whole conversation because see, now I'm remembering everything. I'm in flow state. <laughs> so then we had a whole conversation because I felt like basically when I told you that it wasn't 
it wasn't working for me, mm -hmm. then what I needed was for you to tell me, it's okay, it's time to take the toys out, you've mm -hmm. been a good girl, you've worn them for hours, it's good, everything's good, I'm happy and proud of you, whatever. And instead, basically you were like, well, this is why I know better than to have you wear things like this. And you were not, you were not angry with me, but I could just tell that you were irritable and you were not happy and mm -hmm. you were like, yeah, I should have known better, we just shouldn't have even done it at all. I feel like those weren't my exact words. I feel like your recollections colored a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure because yeah. I was in yeah in but and so that was exactly what happened though was that that we were in the car on the way home and we had that conversation mm -hmm. and that's kind of how it went uh, and then basically I was like well then I guess I just won't do it anymore and mm -hmm. then we got home and we were kind of both out of sorts and then we settled in on the couch and then you came back and said you know, basically that you feel like when when I go sideways like that, then it kind of sends you sideways too. So when I most would need you to kind of mm -hmm. help steady me, then you are like unable to do that. And you kind of have your own irritable kind of out of it place that that you get to. And you said, maybe that's maybe that's my version of sub drop. Mm -hmm. So now do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that I can totally associate with. And that's kind of what I brought up in terms of uh, my my version of it but what I was talking about as my understanding of, of acute dumb drop would be in, in a similar setting in a similar nature to sub drop that is let's say after an intense scene and then kind of the floor falls out from under you mm -hmm. and you have this some sort of uh, emotional rush like mm -hmm. I, I don't really have that um, but in the setting that we talked about where mm. where we're kind of setting up this this extended scene mm -hmm. and and it's basically whenever there's that that fast recoil mm -hmm. uh, or or derailment mm -hmm. then then that derailment gets to me unlike most other things well I think something we have to be careful with is that we have this pattern because something will go wrong like that where you know now I'm not having fun and I don't like it anymore and then where I want to go is, okay, how can we make this a little different mm -hmm. so that maybe next time I'll like it better? And you're like, next time? No, that's we're not doing that. Anyway. That went terribly. Yeah. Everyone got their feelings hurt. It was awful. <laughs> and, and Well, and, and for me, I mean, hurt feelings is a, a bigger issue than, you know, for a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. But you will recoil from things mm -hmm. when they don't go well because, and I think it's because you have this perception that like, if if it didn't go well for me, you know, it's one thing if you put me in clamps or something and then I'm like, I didn't like it. And you're like, ha ha, right? <laughs> because that's a different dynamic. That was the point. Right, but when it unintentionally goes poorly for me, mm -hmm. when I was supposed to enjoy it and I didn't, then I feel like that is kind of your base reaction mm -hmm. is to pull away from it and be like, well, that we're never going to do that again because you don't want that to happen anymore. Whereas for me, I'm always like intrigued with like, how can we, how can we tweak this? How can we change it so that I can like it? Mm -hmm. And I think deeper when, when you're like, we're never going to do that again. So now this is something you wanted, you liked, you were interested in. And it's like, now I've let you down. And it's not even like, I let you down this time, let's try again. It's like, if I let you down, that's it. And you're let down forever now. Like, that's, I have now failed forever <laughs> and can never redeem myself at that thing. And 
as a submissive, especially when I'm in that like very suggestible submissive state, that is really challenging for me because mm-hmm. it feels like it feels like failure. It feels like all of the things that you don't want to have happen as a submissive. Make sense? Sure. So where we are now, and I think you know, this kind of leads to another conversation because we've kind of been talking around it this whole time, is there's aftercare. There's mm-hmm. kind of right after a scene, after something intense has happened. Mm-hmm. But like right now in the world where we are and where things are, there's also just care, mm-hmm. just taking care of each other. Because I think all of us have been in a place where, what, it was last Friday and we we're getting ready to go and start our day and and be at work and I just kind of broke down and just couldn't do it I just couldn't keep going anymore and you know that was when you kind of set me up in bed it was last Friday that was last Friday and you set me up with my PHP tutorial so that I could learn how to code WordPress because that's apparently what I do now Mm -hmm. With my blanket and my footy pajamas and just set me up in bed and just told me to stay home. And you put on spa music because I listened to that all day long. (laughs) Spa music and PHP, that's my happy place. But I think, you know, that it feels when that happens, when you you hit that point and you just kind of crumble and it feels like a failure, like Mm -hmm. we were just talking about. But I think right now in the world, there's a lot going on, like depending on what part of the country or the world you live in and what's going on with quarantine status and politics and all the things that are going on it's just really easy to just get overwhelmed by everything right Mm -hmm. now and so we really need to take care of each other the best that we can whether that's your partner whether that's just your friends we need to look out for each other and it's really a lot it looks a lot the same as aftercare those same skills kind of come into play Mm -hmm. in terms of you have to be able to ask for what you need and figure out what to do when you can't have what you need you know I mean what we've needed for a long time is just to go like fuck off to Hawaii for Mm -hmm. like two weeks and not have to be parents and not have to be at work and just be able to just be Mm -hmm. and there are like roughly 4,000 reasons why that can't happen (laughs) (laughs) at least at least so you know I think trying to figure that out and that's kind of another part of the conversation is you know when when we saw that we were coming up on an aftercare episode and I was like, well, how do we even talk about aftercare when we haven't been able to do any of the mm-hmm. things that require aftercare in so long? You know, so we've talked about it a little bit, but our kids live in our house and our son goes to school. Like he is 20 feet from us right now. Mm-hmm. He's in a in a room with a closed door where he hopefully can't hear us podcasting. But the point is... But he's, he's oblivious, like most teens are. <laughs> but the point is that any kind of impact play, which is what I need most right now, we don't have any place where we can do. And they, again, kind of quarantine, and they're literally never both out of the house, mm-hmm. predictably, where we can know when they're gonna come back or be able to settle in. So uh, I just found an Airbnb kind of style setup that has a dungeon, that has a spanking bench, that has, what else? Um, I think there's like a St. Andrew's Cross. Mm -hmm. A swing. A swing, Mm -hmm. yeah, and it's uh, supposedly COVID safe. 
So I'm trying to twist some arms and get to go there for a couple of hours. We'll see if I get that done, but I think that that would be a great opportunity for us to do some of the kind of stuff that we want to podcast about and mm-hmm. be able to talk about it. I mean, it hasn't been that long, but it's... It's been too long. It feels really long yeah. now, right? It's, Especially in COVID time when, you know, what, everything is... month seven of quarantine now? So. Yeah. Because it was easier before quarantine started, believe it or not. (laughs) So we still have Spark Rift, which we're still planning to do, and that's quiet enough that we can do it again. uh, So much of our life has just been consumed with what's been going on with work. And again, it's good stuff. It's, It's a huge project that we took on, and it just means that we are working a lot. We actually, last night, or over the, la- over the last couple of days, went away for a couple of days and just worked for like 24 solid hours. Mm-hmm. And so the quicker we get that caught up, then the quicker we can get back to turning out cool, kinky content. And got a new blog in the works because obviously now is the time to build more stuff when I'm neglecting and abandoning the yeah. stuff that I'm trying to build. <laughs> so what else? I don't know that I have much else. <laughs> This episode was kind of a mess, yeah. and I'll edit it to make it a little better, but I think it's okay that it's a mess because this is kind of where we are right now. And I think a big part of, of the podcast especially and of King Quest is kind of keeping things mm-hmm. real and being honest about what it's like to live. It is like a lot. It's living. Like, living is a lot right now. It is. Yeah, living is, is, it feels heavier than it's ever been before. That's true. But we have uh, lots of cool people who mm-hmm. are hopefully still coming around mm-hmm. the site. It's Again, it's been quiet there, and I'm kind of trying to think on some ways that we might be able to make it a little more interesting to be there. Maybe mm-hmm. some kind of games or, I don't know, something. Just code something, you know? Oh, just some code something, sort of yeah. interactive, kinky game. Well, with my all-day yeah. PHP-a-thon, I should be <laughs> able to, right? All right, well, I think think that's it on to spark rift you think you think we can do it gotta try so spark rift for the next episode and Mm -hmm. i'll see if i can even maybe get that up sooner than a whole week away since Mm -hmm. we missed one but also if if you talk to soren on twitter tell him to take me to the dungeon tell him he needs to take me (laughs) to the dungeon because otherwise what are we going to podcast about you know we're out we're yeah, empty. We're just running out of stuff. So I need to go to the dungeon. I need to get beat. Then we'll have plenty to talk about. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you on the next level. See you there. Are we ready to throw that thing out? I fucking don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for PayPal to decide what to do. Got it. But I mean, I think I probably am going to have to just chalk it up to a lesson about not supporting independent retailers and only giving my money to Amazon. There it is. It's terrible, but Amazon doesn't let you get screwed. Mm-hmm. There's virtue there. Just only the screwing that Amazon yeah. does. That's like, the only screwing only that they allow. so that they profit from it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's only the, the screwing done by their own cock. <laughs> right. Speaking of all the people getting fucked with other people's cocks. Patreon. Brought to you by Patreon. Brought to you by the cock of Patreon. So do we need to check this audio or no?